0: Welcome back to season two of the Ivy League Prep Academy podcast, equipping you to successfully pursue the college of your dreams. We believe everyone deserves to reach their full potential and the admissions process shouldn't hold you back. In fact, we're going to have bad days when we're ambitious. We're going to feel overwhelmed at times. The difference, though, is when we get in that downward spiral and we end up disengaging because we spend too much time in the stressed out zone. Okay. So yeah, we need, that's really, really good comment. And I'm really grateful that you shared that. Thank you. All right. But why is this unhealthy planning so common? Okay. First of all, we decided that we have a goal. And for this discussion, we're talking about college prep, right? And so for all of us, for for many of the teenagers here and the parents of teens, that goal is to get into a great college, whatever that means to you. And what have we heard about getting into a great college? We've heard the following three myths over and over and over again. I'm going to go through these quickly because this is all over my podcast. Okay, If you want greater detail, there are probably a dozen different episodes where I go into greater detail about this. But we believe, or many people believe, that college admissions officers, that college admissions teams are looking for these kinds of people, and and all three of these are just myths. Number one, that they're looking for the smartest people, the smartest applicants. The second really common myth is that they're looking for the hardest working candidates. And the third is they're looking for the best qualified. These myths are broadly uh, assumed to be true, even though admissions officers themselves do not spread these myths. These are coming from teachers, and and bless their hearts okay teachers i have um i'm a teacher okay so this is this is kind of coming from the inside but but teachers don't know Uh, it takes a lot of work to become an admissions expert and generally teachers don't have time to become an admissions expert and so if they hear just like you've heard that colleges are looking for really hard-working candidates or highly qualified or or really smart people then then yeah that that jives really well with what they're hoping to have in the classroom. So as a high school teacher, I want my students to work hard. So if that motivates them to say work hard because that'll help you get into college, sure, I'm going to repeat that myth that I've heard before. The teacher doesn't second guess it. They never know that that's not good advice. But this advice leads to specific outcomes. If it were true that admissions officers were looking for the smartest, the hardest working, and the best qualified, Then, yeah, we would have some really exhausted, burned out, anxious students, but the cost would be high, but at least some people would be making it into their most competitive colleges, right? Um, Some people would be making it and some people would feel like this was a good uh, return on their investment. I worked so hard, but I got in. And then college admissions would feel like a marathon right? If I can just outlast everyone else, if I can work harder for longer, then I put myself in a position to succeed. And that is how a lot of people see college admissions. I'm going to guess that nearly everyone feels like college admissions is a marathon. And the goal is to, to outlast everyone else, outwork and outlast everyone else. But let's be clear. These are myths. That advice is not coming from admissions officers. It is not coming from people who read the applications and make decisions. Drew Faust was the Dean of Admissions at Harvard. And she famously said, and I've I've talked about this again in multiple podcasts, so I'll, I'll go a little bit quickly. But she talked about, look, we could take, we could fill not one, we could fill two freshman classes with just valedictorians and still have valedictorians left over. And yet only a fraction, a small fraction of those valedictorians are admitted into Harvard. Well, many, 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 many students who are not valedictorians are let in above those people. Why? Because we are. these myths are not accurate. These three myths are not what admissions officers are actually looking for, okay? They're not necessarily just looking for the smartest people, the hardest working and the best qualified. So if they were, this is what it would look like. And this is what a lot of people envision. Right. A lot of people think that, look, here's the admissions officers probably just put um, put their all the applications in a pile and they look for the the hardest working. And they put all the hard working applications up here in this section. And then all the laziest students over here, and they just put everyone on a continuum and they draw a line at the 2,000 hardest working students. A lot of people think that's what's happening. Or let's change it to qualified to least qualified. Same idea. But when you talk to admissions officers, what do they actually say? They say, we want a rich, diverse class of students. We want a vibrant, supportive, excellent class of students. And you can go on and look at at just Google colleges websites to see what they say, or you can go really deep like I have and interview them. You can do all kinds of things uh, to talk to them, but they're very clear. Colleges want a rich, diverse class of students. They also want, these are the things that they're not going to admit quite as readily. They also want prestige and money. Colleges are a business and they're a very important business, but they're a business and they know that they get more money by being more prestigious. So prestige is very important to them. They want to find students now who are just in high school and figure out which of these high school students are eventually going to go on to become best-selling authors or CEOs or be successful in amazing ways. They want to figure out which high school students today are going to go change the world and in so doing bring honor and prestige back to the college, right? So um, when I can tell you that, that everyone who has a degree from Harvard knows that eight U.S. presidents went through Harvard. I, I would just be shocked if anyone made it through a, an entire degree at Harvard without knowing that because I heard it so many times in various classes and in different ways. And I also heard all about the number of Nobel Prize winners and U.S. senators and all kinds of different statistics, U.S. Supreme Court judges. Why? Why did Harvard tell me that over and over and over again? Because Harvard cares. Harvard cares that people went to their school and as a result of attending Harvard University, and being exposed to the network of support and all the resources there, they became the kind of people that went out and changed the world. And that's the message that Harvard wants the world to think of. If you come to Harvard, you become the kind of person that can be a U.S. president or a Supreme Court justice or a CEO or a bestselling author, right? But Harvard knows that, you know, the their best chance of... of training people to become people who change the world, is to find people who are highly likely to change the world. And so that's what these admissions officers are trying to figure out. Who's going to grow up through the four years of college and then graduate and go make the world a better place and in so doing, bring back honor and prestige to the school. So to recap, they're looking for a rich, diverse class of students, And they're looking to find students who are highly likely to become very successful, okay? And what that means is, because they have this rich, diverse class that can support each other, and they've found students who are highly likely to be successful, they believe that their class, their students, who they accept as freshmen, after four years will graduate and go out and make the world a better place, okay? That's what they're trying to find. And so, uh, don't squint your eyes. I intentionally made this small and I could have made it five times um, longer. So it would be even smaller. But what we have here is a, a hypothetical situation where these are the different categories of students that the college might be looking for, right? All kinds of different things. And if we zoom in here, let's zoom in uh, You know, from, from one section here, we'll just zoom in and now we can see a few of the categories here. And I'm just making these up, right? But there's going to be crew team. Uh, you know, if, if, the, if the college needs to replace three people who graduated from the crew team, then they need to find new crew members, right? Um, they need unusually kind students. They want to find health advocates and, and they need a new tuba player because the tuba player is graduating from the orchestra or whatever. They also have a need for some students who are really have high extreme work ethic. Right. Um, And so oftentimes, if you have really high extreme work ethic, then you put your head down and you do so many AP classes that you don't have time for anything else. So you don't really fit in anywhere else, but just work ethic is your thing. Okay, And yeah, that's that's probably going to be one of the categories that they're looking at among this rich, diverse class. And hypothetical again, the number of people who might be able to compete on the crew team over here. Eh, there's a few people there. The number of people who present themselves as unusually kind and can really help make this cohesive, positive experience on campus, eh, that's over here. Extreme work ethic students are over here. Um, Health advocates, tuba players, et cetera, right? And then if we zoom out, we see just how lopsided this is because the number of people who are applying to college through this strategy of demonstrating greater work ethic, but really not knowing how they fit in otherwise, is going to be off the charts. It's going to be tens of thousands of applicants, while everything else we're talking about, you know, 10 applicants. And so, to me, that's a pretty poor strategy to say i'm going to dem- i'm going to show that i fit into this rich diverse class by showing that i can be one of these extreme work ethic students that doesn't know how we fit into the class okay. what is the antidote if that's what tens of thousands of high school students around the world are doing in order to get into a top college because they have heard that college ad- admissions officers are looking for the smartest student looking for the hardest working student looking for the most qualified student so all everyone tries to to finish the race having done more than everyone else, right? And that's your whole strategy. The stronger strategy is to clarify your core values, okay? Clarifying your core values is the key to explaining to admissions officers where you fit into their class. If you want to show that you can go and change the world, the next thing that you can do is say, look, I've got a track record of success. If you spend all your day with your nose in a book um, because you have so many AP classes or so many advanced classes that you have no time to find your core values, you have no time to generate a track record of impact in your community, then you can't help out here. You can't explain to the admissions officers where you might fit here, right? Like this this really rich, diverse class that, there we go, which category you might be a part of, you can't explain where you fit in here, and you also don't have any kind of track record in your own community of of making the world a better place when your world is small, then it's going to be very difficult for you to communicate to the admissions officer that you're the kind of person that they're looking for. So. All of that context is necessary to get to the question. Now that we know why it is such a temptation to compress our schedules so much and why that temptation should no longer be a temptation, right? We should no longer feel like we need to do more than everyone else because it's the people who do more than everyone else who get in. It's just not. It's absolutely not. Um, And so now that we know that, now we can start to answer the question, how do we balance everything for college prep? And we have to begin with a vision. How do you know if what you're doing matters most if you don't know what matters most?